What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here from Fantasy Alarm. And happy or maybe unhappy week five for a lot of people. This was a uh, kind of a bizarro week, Adam. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, ups and downs all over the place. By the time that the dust settled, I, I felt like I had a, a good day, but this uh, this day had scary written all over it, all over the place. Uh, it certainly did, um, for sure. And we're recording during the Sunday night game, and all of a sudden, uh, things have kind of shifted a little bit here. Uh, Kansas City looks like they have an interception. There's a flag on the play, but anyway, we'll get to that. But yeah, it was a wild week. Oh, it's on the defense, roughing the passer. So it's coming back. Uh, but yeah, a lot of injuries this week, especially in the afternoon games, uh, a lot of guys going down. Uh, but overall, early looks for my fantasy teams, it was mostly a good week. Uh, sports betting, it was not great for me. But, you know, last week was good, so I should have seen this coming. Yeah, there were uh, there, there were a number of things that uh, that were really, really disconcerting. I mean, what? <laughs> why, why not just track through? So we'll go game by game like we usually do for everybody. And we'll uh, we'll, we'll start talking about what went down. But um, yeah, from a from a betting standpoint, let's uh, let's start with the uh, with, with the issues, with the problems. Right. Let's not it's not kind of just ease into this right now. Um, first one that I want to talk about then. Right. We're going to start off uh, with Minnesota Detroit. Oh, my God. bro. <laughs> Dude. Dude, if Alex Madison doesn't fumble that ball because he's fighting for yardage when he doesn't need to be, if he doesn't fumble that ball, Minnesota runs the clock out. They win the game and cover the spread. They win the game by ten. They cover the spread. Um, it was uh, it was it was awful. Like Madison was was the savior for everybody in DFS, right? And if you had him. And you started him in seasonal. It was uh, it was absolutely fantastic. But that fumble, dude, that like that changed the whole course of that game and ruined the spread. Yeah, well, I blame the Vikings' uh, offense. I mean, they got too conservative. I mean, they basically were like, "Oh yeah, we'll just you know kneel off the clock and win this." Even before that, they just kept running and running, and you know they didn't cover. Now, if you're in a survivor pool, you got lucky. They hit the field goal as time expired. I know a lot of people at Minnesota. I wrote them up in the survivor article. I give out three picks every week on fantasyalarm.com. They were one of them. I thought this was like the best week to use them when you look at their schedule going forward. So mm-hmm. you survived if that happened. Um, and my goodness, you talk about just heartbreaking losses for Detroit. They had the the Ravens game where Tucker hits a 66 yard NFL record field goal. This one where they come back, they score it, they go for two. They have the balls, Dan Campbell <laughs> with the balls to go for two. They get it. And then a couple quick plays down the field and a long field goal for Minnesota. So Detroit, man, just gut-wrenching losses, man. It was brutal. Well, you know, I, I don't feel bad for him. I don't like the team. I don't like the players. I don't like Dan Campbell. So it doesn't really bother me. Um, I, I think there was a uh, there was a there was a Twitter troll who was a huge Detroit fan who started fighting with me and and you know like crazy you know back and forth um, because he was just such a crazy diehard Detroit fan he just couldn't he couldn't cope with losing as as, as much I was like dude you're talking to a Jets fan here don't you know listen see your team for who they are stop seeing them through these rose colored glasses so. Um, so no love lost for me in Detroit. I was I was fine with them losing the game. 
I wasn't I mean, fine with not covering the spread, though, for Minnesota. Yeah, I know, because I, I like them, and they should have covered. I mean, that's one of those bad beats. Again, sometimes you get fortunate, but this was a bad beat because Minnesota was in control of this, and they let it go. I mean, for Detroit, it's the same story. It's Swift. You know, Jamal Williams, eh, you know, he got 13 carries, 57 yards, but only two catches for eight yards. Hawkinson, another disappointing game, two for 22. He was on the injury report with a knee injury. So maybe that was a fa- factor. Cephas got hurt in this game. So uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown, seven for 65. We'll see if he plays more than two wide receiver sets. And um, Minnesota, as expected, except uh, Thielen had a down game. I, didn't he, His two catches came on that last drive, right? I believe they did. Yeah. What, what's up with you? Are you jinx? How are you jinxing? No, Somebody's tweeting know. out that you're jinxing I Adam Thielen. I don't. I did not. We did a segment on Alarm After Hours last week. Fancy's like, will the streak continue? And Thielen had scored in three straight games. And I said, no, it won't. He didn't score last week. I never said anything again. So I don't know why people were making shit up. That's all it was. <laughs> so I mean, he says it's all your fault. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to do with it. <sighs> but yeah, this was uh, definitely, even I think we expected more points too. So Yeah, we totally did. But it, yeah. remember, I always say it, these divisional games, man, crazy things happen. You know, I just don't, uh, these divisional games, these teams know each other so well, and we'll probably get to a couple others where the game script sometimes doesn't go according to plan. <sighs> Yeah, well, I'm I'm ready to to roll through bad beat central as opposed to worrying about divisional games because the next one here comes uh with, with Carolina uh dropping a Philly 21 to 18. Carolina was a three and a half point favorite. They had everything like all set and squared away, and everything was uh all hunky dory uh right up until a blocked punt. It was bad special teams play. Sam Darnold looked like crap in this game. Um, it was, uh, it was, it was an, it was an awful, awful way to go down to lose it on a block punt for the Eagles to come back and score, uh, you know, Darnold threw his third pick of the game at the, end. I mean, it was just, it was terrible. I mean, it's fine if you had, you know, Chuba Hubbard and, you know, you got five catches and 33 yards to go with your 101 rushing yards, but dude, DJ Moore, like a ghost five for 42 is garbage. Um, it was just it was a terrible passing day for Carolina. And then if you look on the uh, on the Eagles side, I mean, with the exception of Jalen Hurts, who uh, selfishly takes two touchdowns for himself, uh, nobody else did sh- squat. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone was really starting Miles Sanders or Gamewell this week with the way they abandoned the run. So, oh my God, dude, do you know how many people were trying to start Gainwell? Yeah, I mean, just because they said that it was going to be a committee. Um, but still, I mean, it was way more Sanders in this, but again, still not good enough. Sanders did have 16 touches, but it was still a bad game. Gamewell, uh, did not have a lot of touches, uh, at all. I think he had what he had two carries and one reception. So, uh, that didn't work out there. And then, um, Hertz again, that this is the thing with Hertz. Uh, yeah, not great passing wise, but he always has that rushing ability at 30 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. So yeah. that's why he's a QB one every week. Uh, Devontae Smith had a touchdown call back to a penalty. He had seven for 77. And, man, uh, Goddard is just getting erased by Ertz, man. I mean, it's so tough. I mean, I'm glad I was on Goddard in July, and I'm glad I backed off. I only have him in one league, and uh, I played Dawson Knox over him this week. It's just so difficult, and this offense just looked really bad today. 
and they were fortunate to get a win. But yeah, both sides. I mean, it was just ugly across the board on both sides. It was one of those disgusting games. It was definitely one of those disgusting games, and losing it on the spread was uh, was just uh, mind numbing. Mind numbing. Ah, there's so much. There's so much I want to like sit and complain about and just piss and moan and talk about what kind of trash people are and all sorts of stuff like that. So I'll I'll, I'll kind of get to that. But yeah, the block punt was uh, was was the deciding factor for me at the end. Um, very aggravating. Uh, Green Bay, Cincinnati, dude. This one goes to overtime. Five straight missed field goals, missed game-winning field goals, basically. Um, what an atrocity for kickers. Uh, and then, you know, with the fact that this poor rookie kicker from Cincinnati couldn't uh, couldn't nail it down, well, we end up with a I end up with a push uh, on this one here. Cincinnati had more than enough opportunity to, to seal the victory. Uh, Green Bay wins at 25-22. And like I said, it was a, it was, it was a push. The, the, the tie, it's like kissing your sister. At least that's what I'm told. Yeah, Crosby missed three field goals and an extra point. McPherson missed two field goals. Yeah, it was just... Uh, Dude, so kickers had, across the board were garbage. Yeah, and if you had the over, you definitely uh, felt like, you know, sh- crap here. Um, Barrow got took a big hit, did return in the game. So that that was good to see. 281, two touchdowns, two picks. Joe Mixon did play. And if you did use him, you kind of got fortunate that he found the end zone. Yeah. Because he did not play as many snaps. Um, I think he played 19 and Samaji P. Ryan played 41. So, you know, I got some questions, a question in the Discord about Mixon. I mean, he didn't have great players. I said, look, it's a personal decision. If it was me, I'd play Mixon. I think there was a report saying that, you know, he was going to get work so you know it can go both ways though those decisions you kind of have to make for yourself we've seen situations where a guy they're like yeah he's good to go and he gets hardly anything and other times we see that he plays so we can only go based on what we're hearing and sometimes you just have to go based on intuition uh and if you did play mixing you know in the end i I guess it worked out i had him ranked right around rb23 10 carries, 33 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, one catch for two yards. I mean, not great, but, you know, 10 points in a PPR. Um, P. Ryan, 11 for 59 and four for 24. So he played a lot more. And Jamar Chase, man, just a stud, man. And I'm just so – I mean, I I do have him in a few leagues, but there was one league when everything was going on with him where I took Higgins over him, and I originally had Chase ranked higher. I didn't move him down much. Um, I still had him in the – before the year in the 20s, like 25, 26, a receiver. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really move, but I just moved him down slightly. And uh, I'm like, damn, man, because should have known. And it's another lesson. We went through it last year with Justin Jefferson. Who cares what the preseason drops and all that shit? He sat out last year. What do you expect? I mean, there's a reason they took him early. So just remember that for next year going forward. Don't really worry about those preseason drops and all that stuff. Uh, and it, and it's, it, it hurt Boyd in this one, obviously, um, which we've kind of seen. You know, Boyd was a great play when Higgins was out. And Boyd will have some good weeks, but it's going to be tough for all of them, especially, uh, you know, Burrow had 38 pass attempts. And if you go to overtime, I did think this week they would throw a little bit more, but kind of did want a little bit more in this game. Um, I wanted a lot more in this game, no doubt about it. Um, you know, I had, I had T. Higgins. Uh, all over the place in in cash lines. It was a great matchup for him. 
I mean, yeah, I guess what we kind of have to look at, you know, moving forward is that, you know, Jamar Chase is going to be the number one. And then, you know, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd are going to be like the two A and B. Like they're just, you know, they're not. You know, they're 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 kind of splitting the work and, uh, you know, it's just that that doesn't work out well. I mean, T Higgins definitely, you know, got, you know, it was it was nice to see the two point conversion catch. Just, just kind of add to the total a little bit, but oh man, I mean, it was uh, yeah, it's it's frustrating to see Higgins and Boyd where they were at, um, but I mean, yeah, you're right about Jamar Chase. Just, just lock him in, lock him in, and and don't you know, don't get freaked out by the stuff. Yeah, I remember the the whole oh he can't see with the stripes not on the ball or whatever. I'm like, oof. damn. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I, I got him in a couple drafts right before the start of the season. I think it was the eighth round, and uh, it was an RT Sports Championship. So he was like my first bench spot, and he's been in my lineup uh, every single week uh, since then. I think week one he wasn't, and then ever since then, it's like you can't bench this guy at this point. Yeah, definitely, definitely not. So um, Burrow narrowly escapes a uh, big injury. Looked like he got his, uh, his, his ass whooped at one point. Um, left the game, got checked out. Thankfully, came back and everything was fine. So we move forward with the Bengals. It was a tough loss for them. <sighs> Devontae Adams, dude, come on, eleven for two oh six and a touchdown. Um, but what's up, man? AJ Dillon, four for forty nine with the touchdown. Also had eight carries. Um, I mean, Aaron Jones. It looks like he has a nice day here. Fourteen carries for one hundred and three yards, four catches. Six yards, uh, negative. It was yeah, it was six yards. So I don't, I don't, you know, it was it was a weird kind of a a split. Are are we looking at the increase in workload for AJ Dillon now here for the last two weeks? Is this something that you think we should expect moving forward? I thought it was going to be that way going into the year, which is why I drafted Dillon. Um, I think I have him more in best ball though. I haven't started him yet, but um, he is starting to get more involved. Uh, Jones did still play more snaps. Jones played 44, Dylan played 21, but I think they feel comfortable now mixing in Dylan, uh, for sure. And he showed the ability to catch the football too, uh, catching all four targets for 49 yards. So maybe you start to look at Dylan as a, uh, RB three. Um, we do have buys coming up, so maybe you feel better about using him, uh, because they have used him more the last couple of weeks and, you know, the rest. And the rest of the receivers don't do anything. I mean, Robert Tunyon's uh—is he still playing the NFL? I mean, two targets, <laughs> he's done nothing. You know, Lazard was quiet. Cobb two for thirty. So it's just always the same story with them. It's Devontae Adams, the running backs. So that's it. That's exactly what it is. It's Devontae Adams and the running backs. Um, all right, so those are the three games I got tripped up on. Betting wise, uh, what about you? Anything in particular? Uh, Vikings and uh, 49ers uh, had, I, I thought they were going to cover and they should have. I mean, if I would have told you, hey, they're going to hold Arizona to 17 points, you'd probably, like, probably think they would win the game, right? Yep. <laughs> and they were down 10 7 late and they, they uh, Lance got stopped early in the game on a fourth, uh, fourth and goal right at the goal line. So, yeah, he wasn't good. I mean, he airmailed a pass early for an interception, 15 to 29 for 192. He did rush for 89 yards. Uh, but, I mean, they kind of held Arizona in check. And 
you know, of course, since they're down two scores, they kick a stupid field goal late, which was the right play. Um, then they needed the onside kick, which we knew they wouldn't get. So it just kind of sucked. I'd rather them just go for the touchdown, score it, and then cover the spread. But that didn't happen. <laughs> and, you know, it sucks because, like, I feel like that was, like, a trap for people. Like, people, oh, Arizona's only five and a half against the Niners? Oh, yeah, that's a no-brainer. And I hate that shit when it's, like, the obvious clowns take that and then they turn out to be right. But, I mean, look, it <laughs> the 49ers didn't cover. That's the bottom line. But – uh, they, was that was that my voice that you were imitating there? Because I actually had Arizona. You, you, you and I discussed this on Wednesday last week. I mean, do you think? I mean, it wasn't. A I don't think they deserve to, to right. cover the spread. I, mean. I don't think they deserve to cover it. But, you know, I still had. them. OK, I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't really think they did. I mean, they had 17 points. I mean, they didn't do anything. It was, was just a, terrible. It was, it was 49ers terrible just, performance. 49ers just couldn't do anything on offense. I mean, right. just couldn't do anything. Uh, we did find out Eliza Mitchell is the running back here. I mean, Trey Sermon barely played at all. So it was clear that uh, Mitchell's the guy, although um, Lance took away a lot of his touches. They do go on by. And I think Jeff Wilson could be back, but I think they're probably, I don't know, it's Kyle Shannon, but I would think they roll with Elijah Mitchell going forward, at least for now. Uh, but I, Sermon, I'd like to think so. I mean, I Sermon you know played two snaps, bro. Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he touches the ball for 50% of the time that he's on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, th- this this 49ers team is lost right now. It really is lost. And, you know, yeah, I could see Mitchell being like the lead back in this one. And they splash in Jeff Wilson. They splash in Trey Sermon. Um, there's, there's just, you know what it is, man? It's just there's not a lot to, to love about this offense. I, I still think that Trey Lance's downfield vision is limited. Um. You know, you can see it in the target distribution for, for oh, you know, his time. Damn. Oh, Kelsey just get hit to the head. Yeah. I hope he's okay, man. I mean, he's getting up, but shit. Can't have him get hurt in this 18-point game. No, he Ugh. cannot. No, he cannot. Although I yeah. took Buffalo and, Lee and, and got the points. All right, Kelsey's leaving. Yeah, let's see. I'm going to watch the replay right now. And it's helmet oh, to helmet, right there. Oh no, oh, shoulder to helmet. Shoulder, yeah. Not helmet to helmet. Really, he's calling the penalty. Defenseless receiver. All right. Well, there you go. Kelsey gets his bell wrong. I mean, hope he's okay. Ah, damn. Oh, yeah. I know. Unbelievable. Right? I mean, this this whole week with the injuries has just been I mean, he looks okay. They're not really checking him out, but who knows? Um, but yeah, I think the 49ers, uh, they, maybe they go back to Jimmy G after the bye if he's good to go. Cause um, the way Shannon yeah, had I think, talks, that, I think they need to do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, across the board, uh, they, and then, you know, Shanahan, Kyle Yushik under center on a fourth down play. Geez, I wonder what's going to happen. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's so <laughs> stupid. Like we all know he's going to take the ball and run and he didn't get the first down. And then Kyla Murray had a bad game because he didn't run seven yards for one yard. So um, Edmonds, I don't know how much the shoulder affected him, but he was quiet. Uh, Hopkins did score a touchdown. Rondell Moore more involved, but you know it's the same story with them. They kind of spread it out. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean Hopkins being hurt the last two weeks, obviously, you know, 
takes the uh, the focus off of. I, I don't buy that. He was on you the field. You don't buy that? No, he played. I'm not. I mean, if he's he, why he, and it's not like he's played limited snaps. He's played a lot, so I don't buy it. All right. And he scored today, and he had six for eighty-seven, so he's fine. I'm not saying that he's not fine right now. I'm saying that you know, the two weeks before, yes, I know he played, but if he wasn't a hundred percent. And that's why Murray's looking, you know, in other directions. You know, he's not getting the separation he normally gets or he's not running the route that he's normally run. Whatever the case may be, there's something off about it. And I'm not going to sit there and say that they're just going to continue. It's not like they're going to, you know, it's not like Kyler Murray's going to ignore DeAndre Hopkins in the next couple of weeks because he focused on him this time. Um, I don't think he's going to force the ball to him. I think we've seen it. He's consistently spreading around. Hopkins is not going to have the targets that he used to have. Well, I mean, he's not going to get the targets that he got when there was, you know, when there was nobody here or when there was, there was nobody in, uh, in, in, in Houston, right? It was like Houston was like, it was like if they weren't throwing it to deep to Will Fuller, then it was always going to Hopkins. I don't think he gets forced like that, but I, you know, I, I, I don't see him. I don't see him on the short end of the stick in the target share. Uh, I mean, he's not going to deliver on his ADP. We will have to see about that, Adam. It is only week five. It's only week five. So we'll see what happens uh, next week. Who does Arizona play next week? I think it's Cleveland. They're five and oh. Ooh, yeah. Oh, Cleveland. Damn. What did they give up a shit ton of points tonight, huh? Yes. Holy cow. Might as well. We might as well run to that game, right? That game was crazy. Cleveland loses 47 to 42. Um, I mean, this was just, this was madcap all around. Um, right down to the point where, yes, my boy Nick Chubb with 161 yards and the touchdown, that 52 yard, that was yummy delish. But what is going on with Kevin Stefanski? Was this ridiculous obsession to put the ball into Kareem Hunt's hands inside the green zone? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely frustrating because, you know, Chubb needs those touchdowns uh, to be great in fantasy. And, um, you know, losing these touchdowns really hurts him. Um, you know, he still came through, but, you know, one catch for nine yards and Hunt has two rushing touchdowns. Uh, I know one thing, Chubb had a long run and came out, and then I think Hunt scored on the next play, so I can understand that. But uh, we're seeing Hunt score every single week now. So, you know, if you have Chubb, you're like, okay, at least he came through. But, you know, you want to see more of those goal line carries for him. And Chubb played 40 snaps, Kareem Hunt 32. Yeah. It's very frustrating as a as a Nick Chubb, a pro Nick Chubb guy. Because, uh, I mean, because he's just, he's just so unbelievably talented. Every time you put the ball in his hands, he does something, you know, does something great. He really does. Uh, you know, if, if they stuff him at the line, then, you know, big deal that he can come back on the next one. I don't understand Stefanski's need to to continuously I mean, put in. He did have on. twenty. He did have twenty two touches though. He did. No, no, no. I, I, I totally understand how I get how many touches he had. It's just when he sits there and he's like, at one point he was like fifteen for sixty five, and uh, and and he had just ripped off like two really good runs. And they got inside the uh, like inside the fifteen, and Kareem Hunt was on for the next you know for the next series. And it's like you know you, you just you don't need to do that. I mean I, I you know whatever it's you know Stefanski's uh, 
making the move. I have to adjust as the fantasy owner and uh, I go with that. But I, I got to I'm going to stay pissed about it. I'm going to stay pissed about it, Adam. Yeah. I mean, anyone would think Chubb is. Anybody know what happened to Odell Beckham today? Dude, I think Baker Mayfield doesn't like him or something, man. I don't get it. They put up 42 points. He throws for 305 yards, and Beckham has uh, two catches for 20 yards on three targets. Like, I I don't get it, man, because I thought Beckham looked really good the first week he came back, and it just makes no sense at all, especially when you look at what this team has and no Jarvis Landry. I I just – I don't know what is going on. I have no clue. I have no clue whatsoever, but – I have Beckham in a couple of spots, and I'm not going to drop him, but I'll be dead if I'm going to start this dude ever, you know, again. I mean, it's, it's, and, and he's got to show that he's seeing some sort of targets. I mean, it's just really, yeah, it was, it was terrible. It's terrible. And I don't know. Although I got to tell you, man, you know what? I'm a big fan of Donovan Peoples Jones. So if he's going to step up and he's going to be the, the, the top dog there, I'm, I'm in on him. Yeah, it's tough to rely on him. I know he had five for 70 today on six targets, but, you know, it was not, the Browns don't really want to play like this. So, uh, he's, I don't know. I don't think you can feel confident in him. I'm as confident in him as I am in, in Odell Beckham Jr. right now. You know, I got to think at some point the talent wins out here with Beckham. Again, he looked really good the first week he came back, and I just don't know what's going on. So, maybe at some point he realizes Beckham's on his team and he's actually good. Um, it would be really nice for them to uh, learn that about each other. It really would. On the other side, how about those Chargers, dude? Herbert owns 400 yards and four touchdown passes, runs one in himself. Eckler has three touchdowns on the day, right? Over 110 all-purpose yards. Mike Williams. Can we say it again, Mike Williams? Eight for 165, two touchdowns. Dude, I fucking love it. Yeah, I have a lot of what Mike Williams has always been a big fan, and it's finally come together. You know, he had a bad week last week, but we knew that was a mirage. And eight for 165, two touchdowns, 16 targets to lead the way. So uh, you can make a case he should be ranked ahead of Keenan Allen every week now. Uh, Allen's still solid, six for 75 on nine targets. Eckler had three total touchdowns, and that was the key. You know, if Eckler's getting goal line carries, we know he's an easy RB1. Um, I think I only have him in one redraft league, which sucks. Um, but I was definitely interested. Just wasn't able to get him because I either had like an early pick or late where he was gone. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's he's really coming through and five catches, 53 yards. Uh, but, yeah, this offense is really good. This is a good team, man. I really liked them a lot going to the year. Um, and, you know, they're the real deal. They're four and one. Their only losses to Dallas, uh, a game where they could have won. Uh, they beat the Chiefs, um, and this was a really good win for them because uh, Browns were in control of this game, and that's the one thing you could say about the Browns. Um, Browns are 3-2, and two, but they were in control against the Chiefs on the road and lost that game, and this game too. So I think the Browns are really good too. I was high on them before the year. Uh, this was a fun game, but the Chargers are, are for real, and uh, they have a really good shot uh, to win this division now, especially with Kansas City losing to Buffalo tonight. No doubt about it. All right. Well, we're going to keep going through these games. What I want to do right now is uh, I want to pay homage to our sponsors. Uh, thank them for uh, helping us keep the lights on. So uh, Adam and I will continue with our game breakdowns here of NFL Week 5 right after this. 
All right. So, Adam, you know, we were just talking about the Chargers Browns game. Um, you know, you were you were saying, uh, you know, it was uh, 42 points. The Browns putting up. Right. And, and, and Odell Beckham gets, you know, no piece of that whatsoever. Um, you know, I kind of felt the uh, the same way as a uh, as a Chris Godwin owner um, in Tampa Bay. Uh, 45-17 win over the uh, over the Dolphins. I mean, absolutely annihilated them. Two touchdowns to Mike Evans, two touchdowns to Antonio Brown. They both clear the century mark. Godwin sees the 11 targets, sees the most targets on the team, comes up with seven for 70. Nothing inside the red zone, dude. And it uh, it was a little heartbreaking. It was a little, it was a, I'm not going to lie, it was, it was a little hurtful, I think. Uh, I think I have Godwin in only one league this year. I did like him, but I'm okay with seven for 70, man. I mean, that's the thing with this team is we know that there's going to be a guy left out every week. And if the guy being left out has 14 points in a PPR league, I'm fine with it. Um, Antonio Brown goes off seven for 124 and two touchdowns. Evans goes off six for 113 and two touchdowns. Fournette was a good start this week. He came through 12 for 67 and a touchdown and four for 43. So He's definitely an RB2 with the way they utilize him now, even with Gio Bernard back. And it looked bleak early because I think Gio scored the first touchdown. You're like, oh, no. Uh, but Gio, Gio only had four for 21 on the ground and two for 14 through the air. So Fournette is the guy. And uh, Tom Brady, what can you say, man? Um, I only have him in one league, but geez, uh, 411 passing yards and five touchdowns. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, man. You know he's going to put up huge numbers this year, They're, and they don't stop either. That's the good thing. They put up 21 points in the fourth quarter. Um, so, yeah, Brady doesn't run, although he had 13 rushing yards today. So he probably went over <laughs> his prop of, what is it, a half yard, one yard? I don't know. I don't even look. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, this is a juggernaut offense. Um, and no Gronk, and neither tight end did much. Uh, O.J. Howard, two for 19. Brady, one for 12. So, Probably can't use either while Gronk's out. And uh, yeah, because I think, let's see, Brait ran 20 routes. Howard ran 17, but Howard played 44 snaps to 28 for Brait. So this offense is just going to put up points every single week, man. They're um, just ridiculous. They are absolutely ridiculous. What else was ridiculous? 10 catches for 74 yards and two touchdowns for Miles Gaskin in this game. Um you know, does nothing completely underutilized throughout the first four weeks of the season for Miami. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Miles Gaskin is the be all end all uh, of this offense. And then all of a sudden, those those Twitter truthers came crawling out of the woodwork. Adam, you know how much I love them when they start talking about this is why you were supposed to draft Miles Gaskin. Oh, stop. Get out of here with that. That's such bullshit. The guy played 12 <laughs> snaps last week. OK, and he's going against Tampa Bay who you don't start your running backs against, at least on the ground. And he did nothing on the ground. I mean, again, Miami didn't run. Um, they did fall behind, but they were up 10-7 after the first quarter. But teams don't run on Tampa. It makes no sense. I mean, I don't know if it's because they were short. Fuller was out. Devontae Parker was out. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this was definitely fluky. Um, I don't think you could trust this backfield at all going forward. You would think Gaskin is the guy. Uh, he played... He played 37 snaps, Ahmed 11, Brown 5. But it could easily go a different way next week. Or Gaskin could play a lot of snaps and just not get touches. So real fluky. And if you have Gaskin and you're upset because he was on your bench, don't be. You made the right decision. 
Um, but yeah, this was a disappointing game too for the Dolphins because you figured, all right, they're going to play from behind and pass and tap his weak secondary. Waddle, two for 31. Kiseki, four for 43. Brutal. Horrible, dude. Horrible all across the board there. Um, I used Waddle. I tell you, you wanna, here's, here's the most hurtful thing about my day. Uh, DJ Moore, I already said, right? T. Higgins, uh, Waddle, and, uh, and then uh, another wide receiver who, uh, who completely let me down. Um, I don't know what the hell went on. We can just kind of move on from this Miami-Tampa game. Uh, and say, I don't know what the hell's going on in Jacksonville. Where LaVisca Chenault, who is uh, my fourth favorite receiver, you know, I, those four, Moore, Higgins, Chenault, and Waddle. I had those guys, you know, in, uh, in, in cash games, right? Thinking, you know, I was in on the matchups and everything that we've seen from, you know, from these guys in recent games. And DJ Moore was just, you know, he's, been unstoppable. I mean, you know, whatever. He got blown out by a bad Darnold game, and that that kind of shit happens. But uh, you know, there was all sorts of talk. I mean, I don't know. Was it true? Was was Lavisca Chenault benched for the first half, or did he just not get targeted? No, nah, he didn't get targeted. I mean, he played fifty two snaps. Um, uh, Marvin Jones played sixty six, so it might have been out for a little bit. But nah, he he was there. Um, he played fifty two out of seventy one. So they just were not looking for him. And then the first time he gets a catch, uh, it is a, a 58-yard catch, and uh, he never sees the ball again. Yeah, right. I mean, they did. You know what? He did get one target while he was in the end zone. It wasn't a good pass. But, you know, on that on that drive after his 58-yarder, he did get a target in the end zone uh, and just couldn't do anything. Yeah, he had, he had three targets, one catch, 58 yards. I mean, Marvin Jones had uh, five targets, one catch for 25 yeah, yards. Yeah, so so what's up with this? I mean, Jacksonville, you know, Robinson, you know, Robinson had a great game. Yeah, and I didn't take fourth, anything fourth, away from, from Robinson. And then on a um, fourth and goal from the one, they go to Carlos Hyde, who loses 74 yards. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that one either. That was Ur- Urban Myers, and he doesn't micromanage the yeah. personnel mm-hmm. that's on the field. He's a, oh, I mean, we all know the deal. I mean, that's why I kind of looked at that line and said, ah, Jacksonville 4. I was like, I can't. With everything that went on over my I'm like, I just can't see these guys playing for him this week or showing up. So I went with Tennessee minus the 4. But, I mean, it did look dicey for a little bit. But, Tennessee, yeah, Jacksonville just, they're an absolute mess. Jacksonville is an absolute mess. That definitely sums it up. It was nice to see Robinson get the work. To- Pivoting to Hyde is is bizarre. Um, everybody and their grandmother, especially in Pemba, was riding the Dan Arnold train today. Um, so I hate targets, six for sixty-four. Um lost a fumble early in the game. Lost, too. yeah. That was that was a brutal one right there. Like it was like the like the first series, right? Yeah, I think it was. I mean, look, he's on the field a lot and they traded for him. So you know, 52 snaps, ran 30 routes, had eight targets. So, yeah, it seems like, you know, it's very smart. Run your offense through Dan Arnold and Jamal Agnew. I think that's going to win you a lot of games, Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, shout out for Jacob Hollister inside the uh, inside the, 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 the red zone. All right. <sighs> so stupid. Um, you know what else is stupid? Uh, I'm done with Derek Henry. I'm done with them. In what way? 
The dude didn't catch a single pass. He didn't even get targeted today. Yeah, I know. Like he's trash, right? Not not a league winner, Adam. He, he just catch passes. I don't know if he's from this planet because <laughs> the dude gets 30 touches every single week and shows no signs of wearing down. Like, hold on, let me see. How many touches does he have this year? It feels like he's got. So he has, is this updated? 113 attempts? No, he's got more than that, right? Or is that updated? 113. Um, no, it's not updated. Oh my God. This dude has uh a hundred and forty-two carries in five games. Wait, That's, is that right? Yeah, dude, he's got seven rushing touchdowns already. Jeez, man. Uh can we remember, draft again? Do you remember when you couldn't use Derrick Henry until November? Nah, last year that wasn't true. No, I'm saying two years I ago it was, that, yeah. and then last year he had a couple of good early games, but then he tore it up once it hit November, and now this Dude, year he's starting off. He, he's just he's got 142 carries in 15 games, so he is on pace for. Dude, he's on pace for like 470 carries. Yeah. Oh my goodness, he might be fine. He might, he's like whatever. And how many receptions does he have? 11, 14. So damn, man, he's got. 156 touches in five games. Wow. He's just he's just a different animal, man. He's definitely a different animal. He's fucking built like a like fucking brick shit house. It's unbelievable. Um, and he tears it up. I'm I'm really interested to see this game next week against Buffalo. Because Buffalo's run D is rock solid. I mean, it's Derrick Henry still, but Okay, oh, so you want, what do you want me to do? Rank him at three instead of one? I don't, I don't give a shit where you rank him, dude. He's going to be in the top five. I don't, I don't look at your rankings. What do I care? Good. <laughs> <laughs> I pull your weekly rankings up when everybody starts hitting me up on Twitter and they just want to know who's better. I'm like, wouldn't it be great if you just had a place on the internet that you could go to that you could see updated rankings? From it's amazing. somebody as smart as Adam Ronis? Like, wouldn't then, it be amazing if there was someplace you could go for that? And then I love when they say, I see you have this guy ranked higher than this guy. So who do you like? <laughs> really? Okay. You think I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, you know what? I know I have this guy here and this guy here. So I don't know. Someone was asking. They said, hey, I see you have uh, James Robinson ranked way higher than Josh Jacobs. But the start sit tool has Jacobs higher. I go, that has nothing to do with me. <laughs> I like Robinson better. What do you want me to do? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, don't we go through that all the time? We did like there's always somebody. I mean, again, it's you know what it is, dude? It's for the if they if they have the guy on their team, right? Like, or or if they're if he's like a part of their favorite team. Then, then that's what what ends up happening. It, it's just you see it all the time, uh, where it's like you know if you're uh, if if you rank their favorite player too low, they like they freak out. Yeah, and you know if I have someone rank thirty six and one thirty nine, it's close. So if you like the one at thirty nine better, go do it. You know, it's a guide. It's not like oh the guy at thirty six is definitely better than thirty nine. No, they're in a, they're close. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Adam, 
you blew it, man. You ranked them one spot too high for for their liking. So can't win them all, Adam. You can't win them all. You know who else can't win them all? The New York Jets. You could go all the way across to London and still not win a game. I think the only saving grace that I had in this game, Adam, in all honesty, was that Corderell Patterson didn't score 82 touchdowns. Yeah, this was disappointing. I thought the Jets were going to win this game, and boy, they looked awful. Um, Zach Wilson just doesn't seem to know what to do under structure. You know, he's better when he has to improvise, and uh, it was bad. Uh, Michael Porter did score a touchdown. I actually had to start him in a league. That's how bad my running back situation is. Uh, he did come through, uh, but everyone else disappointed. Corey Davis, four for 45. Uh, uh, but yeah, on the Atlanta side, you know, Patterson obviously was someone that everyone was going to use. And we got a scare early in the game, uh, concussion, but was fine, came back and didn't score, but had seven receptions, 60 yards, and 14 carries, 54. Mike Davis found the end zone in the we all knew Kyle Pitts was going to score this week and have a big game, and he did. I'm glad Atlanta took you all this time to figure out that he can play and you should feature him. It only took Calvin Ridley being out, Russell Gage being out, uh, but Pitts nine for 119 and a touchdown, 10 targets. So uh, that by low window is shot. That by low window is definitely it's uh, it's definitely shot, slam shot. Um, do you have him anywhere? Yeah, I took him in an NFFC online championship league. Um, so, you know, I start him every week. The team is it's he's not the reason why the team sucks. I've had a lot of injuries, lost Judy, Gallup, and uh, it's, it's not a good team. I mean, it's it there's a it had a good week this week, but it's just not a good team. So no, it is not a good team. It's not a good team. I have, I have, I wish I had something else to add there. I really do. Jets aren't a good team either. No. I, I, I got nothing really to say about them at all. Well, this at least they just, can't lose next week because they're on a bye. Yes. He's so funny. Yo, Adam Ronis has jokes today, everybody. Adam Ronis has jokes. <laughs> Yo, how about New England almost blowing it and needing a uh, a big second half comeback uh, to take down the Texans twenty five twenty two with a uh, with a game winning last minute field goal? Yeah, another team in my uh, Survivor article, and you know I published it on Thursday. Then I saw the offensive line, and I'm like, damn. Well, it's already published. Oh well, I was going to put a note like, hey, maybe back off. But I'm like, ah, it's still the Texans. Come on. They should be able to win. And, uh, yeah, it took uh, a come-from-behind victory here. Uh, Damian Harris uh, was in a really good spot this week, and I lowered him in the rankings because of the four linemen being out. But it was uh, 58 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, he did fumble right before the goal line, and then it looked like he was benched. They said he's out with a chest injury. He came back, and then he left again with a chest injury. So we saw Ramondre Stevenson, who did nothing, 11 for 23. Um, Jacoby Myers uh, down at the one. He is not allowed to score a touchdown. Has never scored in the NFL. And looks like they want to keep that streak alive. So he was down at the one. <laughs> that was very upsetting stuff. I mean, listen, I benefited from the uh, from the Damian Harris touchdown. But I also had Jacoby Myers in a bunch of places because 
I mean, coming into this game, the dude had 26 targets in his last two games, right? He's just seeing all these targets. I was like, all right, let me go in on Jacoby Myers. Who's I talked to? I was talking to John and Pemba. Vegas's prop on Jacoby Myers today, right, was five and a half catches, five and a half receptions. I guess they were right. It's 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 amazing, right? right? Mm -hmm. Like he he has he has 26 targets in the last two games, and he's got all these catches, and then all of a sudden now it's five and a half. It was like you know, I mean, do you worry about Vegas that much? I mean, it's. That was and crazy. especially and in a game that was conducive for him to get targets. They were playing from behind the whole way, but they still only allow Mac Jones to throw 30 passes. And um, they, it's just like there's nothing here on this offense. I mean, the one, I guess the one thing I take away is Hunter Henry is the guy. Him and John Smith each played 40 snaps, but Henry ran 25 routes. John only ran eight. And I don't get it because I heard that they were featuring him a lot in the in training camp and I know Belichick loves him, and they were putting him all over the formation, and I don't know what happened. So two targets for him in this game uh, and one carry, and uh, he's pretty much done nothing. So it looks like Henry's the guy, which means next week General Smith will have 10 targets and score twice. Because <laughs> that's the Patriot way, my friend. Yeah. It's the Patriot uh, way. Um, disgustingness in Houston. I'm sorry. I don't care. Davis yeah, Mills played matter. the game of his life. Doesn't matter. Chris Moore, Chris Conley both get into the end zone. <laughs> Anthony oh. O'Claire. How about this? This is the craziest part. If I told you, hey, Davis Mills is going to throw for 312 yards and three touchdowns, you're going to be like, oh, Brandon Cooks went off. Three catches, 23 yards. Oh, we knew that. We, wait, we knew wait, that wait, wait, wait a second. Why is there no Brandon Cooks revenge game? There was. We talked about it. There was? Well, where was oh, it? I, 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 I didn't talk about it with you. It was a Brandon Cooks revenge game. Unfortunately, Brandon Cooks is the only weapon that the Texans have. And what does Bill Belichick do? He takes away the only weapon, the op- the best offensive weapon of the opposition. So you knew okay, that Bill so was in, in, a, in a revenge game narrative there. You knew Bill was going to exact revenge himself and shut down Cooks. Okay, who's Bill taking away next week? Who is Bill taking away next? Who are the Patriots playing next week? Dallas. Oh, yeah. I mean, they'll probably he'll probably focus in on uh, shit. Yeah, where, where where do you go with that if you're Bill Belichick? I mean, there's just there's so much offensive firepower there for for Dallas. I mean, holy shit, today's game, right? Forty. You were, you were talking about you're like, oh yeah, these divisional battle games are so close and so tight and so crazy. No, not no no no. no. Not all the time, but a lot of times you see crazy stuff. Minnesota, Detroit's a perfect example. Yeah. And Arizona, San Francisco. It doesn't happen just every busting time. your balls. Relax. Jeez. Don't take it so literally. Well, you sounded like you were serious. <laughs> right. I'm deadpanning because it's your team. It's the Cowboys. Well, so the I'm Cowboys, giving you shit here, dude. The Cowboys are just better than the Giants. Um, the Giants did have a lot of injuries in this game. Daniel Jones left. Saquon Barkley, his ankle swelled up tremendously. It looked didn't bad. It look like, didn't it look like his, his ankle had a quad on it, a Saquon quad on it? Yeah. Uh, and then Galladay got hurt. But, and I, yeah, some, I, I was texting with a Giants fan, and she was like, oh, we were in the game until Jones got hurt. I said, look, okay, you guys were not stopping Dallas offensively. Like, okay, maybe they would have been a closer game. They weren't stopping Dallas. 
There was no way. They had over 500 yards of offense, seven yards per play. Dallas actually screwed themselves early on. Dak had a tipped interception. They turned over. The Giants' defense was not stopping Dallas. That was the bottom line. You could tell me all these guys got hurt. Didn't matter. They were not stopping this offense. There are very few teams that are going to be able to stop the offense of Dallas. There's one person who can. It is Mike McCarthy. That's my biggest concern for the Cowboys. (laughs) For real. I love this team. Like I said, again, the defense is playing at a ridiculous stuff. Not ridiculous, but they're forcing turnovers. Trayvon Diggs is a beast. He he played that ball perfectly on the interception. Like you could see, all right, yeah, the defenders got a beat on me, but he basically baited the quarterback into throwing that and then just timed it perfectly. Has an interception in every game this year. That's now six. Um, so they're forcing turnovers. Now it is hurting from a fantasy perspective because – Dak only had 32 pass attempts, and they're just not throwing a lot. Now, he's been efficient. He came through because he had three passing touchdowns. But look at the pass attempts for Dak. All right, week 158, we knew that. Tampa Bay not running the ball. Since then, 27, 26, 22, 32. He does have three passing touchdowns in three of those four games, but it's hurting the ceilings of Lamb and Cooper. Now, Lamb came through four for 84 to touchdown, but only six targets. Cooper, three for 61 touchdown, six targets. Dalton Schultz, though, man, Dak just finds him. He's open in the middle of the field consistently, six for 79. He's definitely a tight end one going forward. Uh, Zeke had an injury scare, but came back in and scored. He had 110 and a touchdown. And yeah, what was it? It was his back when he yeah, landed back hit, on it? Yeah, landed like on the pylon or something. But uh, you, this guy, you know, I know he's tough as shit, bro. This guy just, he just doesn't miss games. And I know Pollard has more juice, but Zeke is still good. Um, and Pollard's going to be involved. Uh, they're running the ball so much. Uh, Pollard had 14 for 75 and four for 28. Uh, but we saw last week he had a down game. So just keep that in mind. But we do have buys coming up. So you probably could flex them. Um, but yeah, I mean, this offense is is really good. And the defense is finally getting turnovers. And, you know, for the Giants, it was a tough break. You know, Daniel Jones going out, it looked scary. You know, he started to fall immediately. Um Devontae Booker will probably be a, a big pickup if he's not rostered. You know, 16 for 42, not great, but he did have a rushing touchdown and three catches, 16 yards and a touchdown. They do play the Rams next week, though, and the Rams have the uh, extra time and they're a good defense. But Booker played pretty much almost every snap. 60 snaps, Elijah Penny played six. Oh, and Kadarius Tony, holy shit. <laughs> 10 receptions for 189 yards on 13 targets. This guy looks phenomenal. He really did. Well, I mean, you know, working predominantly out of the slot and, uh, you know, if there's one, if there's a, if there's a shortcoming in the Dallas secondary, it's, um, it's Jordan Lewis. It definitely is the, uh, it's, it's the slot corner. Um, yeah. Tony looked fantastic. Some great sideline catches also for him. Um, it was all looking really nicely until he punched that dude in the face and Mm -hmm. got thrown out of the end of the game. Yeah, I forgot. How, it was towards the end, but I mean, he did his thing. Um, yeah, I went against him in a league. I'm like, really? Dude, someone started Miles Gaskin against me, man. I was like, are you kidding me? It's a 16-team league? No, it's the RT Sports Championship. It's 12 teams, 20 roster spots. <laughs> I was like, you, really? Gaskin. Yeah. You know, you see, see, that's the thing. You know, if you look before the game where you're like, oh, he's starting Gaskin. I got this. And then the guy puts up 30. It's like, really, man? Come on, bro. <laughs> oh. You know, sometimes you get lucky, you know? Yes, indeed. Sometimes you don't. Like when you're the Denver Broncos and you go up against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh 
<clears throat> luck completely run out as the Steelers win 27 to 19. Um, yeah, you know, it was good to see Cortland Sutton not only play, but, you know, make some really, you know, really good, strong, long catches too. you know, not just the touchdown, but I mean, he had some, uh, some other really nice plays. Uh, so good to see him back in action there. Good to see Teddy Bridgewater back in action. Drew Locke sucks, dude. Drew Locke is bad. <clears throat> yeah, Bridgewater was bad in this game early. He really waited forever to pick it up because I have him mm-hmm. in super flex league. And I was like, man, this is brutal. But he did pick it up late. Wound up throwing an interception in the end zone towards the end. Um, but same same deal with the running backs, man. They keep splitting. I mean, Trevante looks better, obviously. But Owen Gordon, 36 snaps. Trevante, 25. Uh, Williams more efficient, but they're both RB threes right now. Like you, you, it's hard to start them. I mean, yeah. you might have to with the bye weeks coming up, but I always rank them in that twenty eight to thirty four range because they're splitting, and it's been that way every single week. Uh, Tim Patrick had a good game, seven for eighty nine. Uh, Noah Fant did nothing, three for twenty. So, um, yeah, Najee Harris left this game due to cramps, I believe, right? He did have cramps, no. yes. What are you going to do? He had 122 yeah, yards and a touchdown. I was enjoying that. Yeah, only two catches for 20 yards. But, hey, uh, you'll take it. And uh, Deontay Johnson had a 50-yard touchdown early and uh, finishes with two for 72 and a touchdown. <laughs> right? Yeah. Got that first touchdown of the game. And then he went You're like, MIA. oh, this is going to be a big day. Uh, no, it wasn't. And uh, Juju got hurt with a shoulder injury. He was dealing with ribs. Uh, and Claypool five for one thirty and a touchdown. So if Juju misses time, that definitely bodes well for Claypool because uh, with Ben Roethlisberger, um, there's not enough to go around. And we get a very exciting game next Sunday night. We get Geno Smith against Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, that's going to be a doozy. <laughs> that's going to be a doozy, I'll tell you. <laughs> Crap. I'd rather sit and watch the replay of the Jets and Falcons in London. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> All right. Um, Saints, Washington. Saints win 33-22. Um, I will say that I hope that he is, a, he is okay and that there are no lingering effects. But you take Taysom, Will, Taysom Hill out of the game with a concussion, and the next thing you know, Alvin Kamara's got two touchdowns. Marquez Callaway's got two touchdowns. And Jameis Winston's throwing for four. Yeah, this was a wild game for Winston. He was 15 of 30. He made some bad plays. One of the touchdowns was a Hail Mary right before halftime to Marquez (laughs) Callaway. So, yeah, I mean, that's the Winston experience for you. It's a wild ride. Um, But in the end, if you you somehow use them, it came through. Yeah, Kamara finally uh, getting targets. Eight targets in this game, 551 and a touchdown. You are right, though. If Taysom Hill's out, then uh, you don't have to really worry as much about Kamara losing touchdowns at the goal line. Uh, They do have a bye week, and we might see Michael Thomas back. So before you get excited about Callaway, keep that in mind. Um, and on the Washington side, Heineke made some awful throws in this game. 20-41. Yeah, it was brutal. Um, Antonio Gibson, I know people have been worried about the shin injury. Apparently, it's something he's dealt with, and he's just got to play through the pain. It was, this was a difficult matchup. And he had 20 carries, 60 yards, and two touchdowns. I actually did bench him in one league because I had Madison. So my decision was Gibson or Hollywood Brown. And I decided to go with Hollywood Brown. 
Um, we'll see if it costs me. Let me see. Because uh, I had Dawson Knox in that league. So I think I need like, I hope it doesn't cost me. Uh, I need uh, 14 points from Hollywood Brown to win. If not, then uh, benching Gibson would cost me. But, you know, 20 carries, 60 yards, not a great day, but found the end zone twice and two catches, 12 yards. And I think the takeaway from here is Ricky Seals Jones, if he wasn't picked up, pick him up because he is playing a ton of snaps. He played 82 snaps. They played 83. He ran 42 routes. He had nine targets. I know he had at least one red zone target that he couldn't corral, um, but they did play Slogan Thomas on IR, right? They did, they play, right? They placed him on IR, yeah. so mm-hmm. but yeah. designated so, uh, to return, though. Yeah, but he'll definitely miss at least the next two weeks. So yes. people are hurting at tight ends and buys are coming up. So, yeah, Ricky Sills-Jones picked up if you did not do it this past week. 100% agreed on that front. Um, all right, let's see. what. Oh, we got Chicago-Vegas. <laughs> Uh, was it you that we were talking about the fact that the Raiders started off like super hot last year for the first two weeks and then this year they started off super hot and now let's look at them the last two weeks. They've just been, it's not been good. I mean, granted you, you lose to the Chargers and it's the Chargers, but dude, when the Bears pummel you 20 to nine, that's not a good luck. No, not at all. And they did do this last year and. I started to say, you know what? Maybe they're a good team. <laughs> and uh, I should have I should have stuck with my original because I'm like, yeah, this team's not that good. I've always said that about them. But uh, yeah, this was this was brutal. You know, I didn't realize this. Do you realize how little the Bears have passed this season? And you wonder why Allen Robinson is struggling? I, I have noticed how few passes they're throwing. Yeah, I, because- think, I think they have four straight games of 25 pass attempts or fewer. That yeah. is just that is disgusting, bro. And so this is the problem. They had well, a lead. Well, if you're a Montgomery owner before you, you know, before the injury, because he was getting all the touches. Yeah, but you know, they were up 14-3 today at half. So all right, we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna let Fields pass. We're not even gonna run Fields. That's the problem with Fields. And uh, you can't use him because what what do we like about Fields? Oh, he's gonna he's gonna be a running quarterback. They're not even allowing him to run. Three carries, four yards. He's not going to get it done with his passing. 12 of 20 for 111. <sighs> Unbelievable, man. And it's crushing Allen Robinson. It's crazy because we've said all these years, Allen Robinson doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I mean, he's just getting nothing right now. It's it's really bad. And <sighs> I don't even know if it's going to get better. You would think it is. Um, they're going to need some games where they're playing from behind here. Um, they play the Packers next week at home. You got to think the Packers will put up points. Right. Yeah, I think the Packers oh, will put up. Then they're at the Bucks. So maybe the next two weeks, maybe we finally see Robinson get going because they're going to you got to think that they're playing from behind or at least competitive games and they're going to have to be more aggressive. You can't. I don't think you could play definitely against the Bucks. You can't. Maybe the Packers, if the Packers play down to the level of competition and it's a rivalry game. But, man, it's just brutal right now uh, for this offense. Um Damian Williams came through, but we did see a lot of Khalil Herbert, too. Um, so I don't know if this was a case of – I mean, you can't be upset. Damian Williams had 18 touches. He scored a touchdown. So I don't know if it's going to be a 50-50 split or 60-40. Uh, looking at the snaps, Herbert played 34, Damian 31. So I don't know. 
but they I don't did- know either. That's obviously some. It's a situation to watch and to monitor. I agree with you that maybe you know playing from behind against the next two opponents will kind of kick the passing game into high gear. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I just, I, I don't feel like Nagy is ready to, you know, to to do anything big with this offense. Like that's, I, I think this is, you know, I, you know, I think all the nonsense with, you know, Andy Dalton is my quarterback. Um, was him saying that he just didn't feel like Justin Fields was ready. He wasn't, wasn't ready to, to run this offense. And so, but then he you know, named him got, the starter though. What's that? Then you named him the starter. Dalton tells me. He, he Dalton did came name him the, yeah, he eventually named the starter. Well, I mean, listen, when you look and see how bad Andy Dalton is and then he gets hurt. So you have like a nice little opening so that this guy, you can, you know, at least to let him save some face. Um, but I just, I just don't know if Nagy's ready to open up this offense enough for uh, for Fields. Well, it definitely seems like he's not. But he's, they're going to be forced to. I think the next two weeks. I mean, they're going to be playing from behind. Can only hope, man. Can only hope. Uh, didn't see anything great with the Raiders. Passing game was uh, was cockapoo. Jacobs got into the end zone, but it was a mediocre day on the uh, on the ground for him. Um, Raiders not as good as we thought they were. No, I don't think they are. I mean, this was just kind of a bad game. And you know, the thing is, okay, so they beat the Ravens week one. Ravens are not what they were. They're still a good team. It was home opener with fans. First time they had fans. Okay. The win at Pittsburgh doesn't look as good anymore. Right. You know, let's, you know, we saw, here's the thing. We saw Pitt. I don't know how Pittsburgh beat the bills week one. Looking at how the Bills played, but I will chalk it up to basically a preseason game where maybe the Bills weren't ready or whatever and rust. So now we see the Steelers. That win doesn't look as impressive in Pittsburgh. They beat up the Dolphins barely by three. So and then they lose to the Chargers where they didn't show up for most of the game. And now they lose to the Bears. So, no, they're definitely not as good. And now they're in Denver next week. Two teams uh, who have lost two games in a row. Yeah, another team that, you know, just not really <laughs> representative of, of their record. No. Let's just say that. <laughs> I mean, the Chiefs are in last place. <laughs> Chiefs are in last place. And let's wrap up tonight's pod with a look at Buffalo at Kansas City. Um, even through a, a wonderful, excessively long halftime because of a lightning delay, uh, Bill smoked the Chiefs, man. 38 to 20. They punched him in the mouth. The entire way, like from start to finish, the Bills own this game. And you looked at the Chiefs and you were like, man, is this, you know, are, are we, you know, do is this the uh, is this the changing of the guard, Adam? Is this the official uh, the mystique of the Kansas City Chiefs is uh, is no more? Uh, they definitely have issues. There's no question about it. I mean, I've pretty much been going against them a lot this year. Week one, I love the Browns and the Browns did cover. I love the Chargers against them and the Chargers covered. Uh, and I think it's now, I think they're two 14 and one against the spread and they're less 17 games. Now they have been terrible and obviously they're going to continue to be favored. They were favored tonight, but they definitely have issues. Uh, Bill's defense is definitely much improved and Mahomes was under constant pressure. Uh, the run game wasn't there and Clyde Edwards Hilaire got hurt, looked pretty bad. They had to carry him off with a knee injury. Um, but yeah, I mean, this just. They just don't look uh, good offensively. 
Uh, everything is a lot of work, whereas the Bills, it was easy. I mean, Josh Allen only completed 15 passes. He threw for 315 yards. No problem. Three touchdowns. And um, the Chiefs' defense is a problem, too. You know, they've been one of the worst defenses this year. I mean, the Bills, offensively, for a team that put up 38, they really they didn't do much. Outside of Josh Allen, Allen had 59 rushing and a touchdown with the 3-15-3. Three, three and three. The running backs did nothing. Dawson Knox, three for 117 and a touchdown. Diggs, two for 69. I mean, Sanders scored twice, but was three for 54. Beasley, one for five. Bill's offense didn't even need to do much here. They did get a defensive Uh-oh. touchdown. <laughs> they did get a defensive touchdown. But no, I think this was a big game for the Bills. I know we talked about it uh, last week when we were going over the game. You know, they lost here last year. Um, so this was a big game for them. This was kind of a litmus test to show who they are. And, um, you know, the Chiefs, uh, they got a lot of work to do. You know, we do have the extra playoff team this year. There's seven teams that make it. So I think they'll still get in. Um, and you look at the schedule coming up at Washington, at Tennessee, home to the Giants. So you figure they should win those three. They're kind of going to need them in this division, too. Uh, but they definitely are not uh, what they were. They have some issues that they're going to have to work through. Uh, they are definitely going to indeed. But listen, Buffalo, Buffalo's that real deal, man. We saw that, you know, the way they were last year. I mean, just, I, I, you know, as a Jets fan, I hate it. I mean, I love seeing it. You know, you always love seeing a, a team that, you know, has that kind of lovable loser past, should we say? Right. You know, where, where they, you know, they, they lost the, the Super Bowls the whole time and, you know, everything was just, you know, back and forth now to see, you know, they're, they're behind the Patriots every single year. And now all of a sudden they're, uh, they're getting their due. So do you see their schedule, bro? Buffalo schedule? Look, look at the next few games. And I know what's the NFL. I didn't think it happened. Titans, Titans Dolphins, Jags, Jets, Colts. That's great. Uh, right. For them. I mean, that, I mean, that's great. They, I mean, there, there's a chance they don't lose until they play New Orleans in November. I mean, I know it's the NFL. I didn't think it happened. They lost to Pittsburgh. I get it. But, I mean, unless you look at next week as a letdown spot. Um, you could look at it as a letdown spot. And yet Tennessee's defense is so putrid. Yeah. That I really can't. And I think, I don't know, I think the Bills are on a mission. And being the one seed this year is huge. You're the only team to get a bye. Yeah. It is a big deal to get the one seed this year. Yeah, absolutely right. Good point. Very good point. Yeah. Listen, wow. Before that, that Saints game, they could end up being nine and one heading into that game against the Saints in the Superdome. And then they play Tampa the next week. That is going to be Patriots first, then Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. The Tampa game is going to be uh, definitely one to look forward to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The fact that it's not a primetime game, too. That's what's the what's the what's the total on that going to be? Fifty eight. <laughs> I mean, it was fifty six tonight. Fifty six. Yeah, right? it was fifty six tonight. I could go to. I could see a fifty eight. Sixty points. There it is. What's going to happen? I don't know. All right. Um, Monday night football. So everybody's got the recap here on what went down. We kind of. I think we covered everything. Did we cover everything? Do we miss anything? No, I think we got everything. I think we got everything. So. Uh, I'm taking the Ravens. I'm laying the seven points against the Colts. How about you? Yeah, I just, they're home. The Colts just have so many issues right now and injuries. Um, 
I know the Colts did have a difficult schedule to begin the year, but still, I just I can't see them covering this. So uh, Ravens two at home, their last 14 regular season games, 10 and four against the spread. Yeah, um, they are Indianapolis in Baltimore. Uh, it was like three and four. They've lost the last uh, the last three straight. Um, in Baltimore, Mish was uh, I was talking to Craig Mish, Craig Mish from Sports Grid, Series XM, uh, and the Miami Herald, uh, talking about how um, when the Colts do come to town, uh, how much the city of Baltimore gets up for it because of the they're, they're still not over Art Modell moving the team. Do you know, like that narrative? That narrative doesn't work for you still. No, I said right. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand it. Yeah. It's the ultimate revenge game narrative, Adam. <laughs> okay. It is the ultimate of revenge game narratives. Okay. Yeah. Which definitely. we all know that 60% of the time they work every time. Exactly. As long as you <laughs> specify that for everyone and make it clear, we're good. You see, I did that. I wrote that in the post, in the New York Post last week. <laughs> and they didn't edit it? No, they loved it. Okay. They loved it. I was like, I don't remember what I said. I said something about, well, I said revenge game narratives are the, 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 you know, the revenge is like the, the sex panther of narratives uh, in football where 60% of the time it works every time. It's so funny because when I worked at Newsday in the newsroom, there were certain editors like they wouldn't eat, they would just push everything through and others would just like question every little, every other paragraph. So I could see them getting that and be like, yeah, yeah, what is this? And you explain it. Like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Can you change it? <laughs> I was, uh, I was, when I asked about it, because I asked actually first, you know, rather than have to like rework a, a paragraph or something like that, I just hit up Loftus and I was like, so can I say this? And he thought it was the best thing ever. He was like, I don't know why we haven't been using Anchorman references all, you know, all season. <laughs> I, said, oh, I said, don't, don't dare me. <laughs> yeah, it would be every week, right? Right. <laughs> These guys got to keep their head on a swivel. Oh, maybe, you know what? I'm going to drop that into tomorrow's article. I'm going to drop that into tomorrow's article. Good call, Adam. So we're both taking the Ravens. We're laying the points. Um, great. Super, grand, fantastic. Happy week five, everybody. I hope you all won. I hope you all won. Give uh, give, give Adam a, uh, a good old follow on Twitter, at Adam Rodas. Give me a follow, at Roto Buzz Guy. That's going to do it for us here tonight. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. For uh, Adam Rodas, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Andy Up, and we'll catch you next time.